we bless you, we honor you, we glorify you. Thank you for the privilege of learning by the illumination of the Spirit of God. You teach us to live life and to walk before you with a perfect heart. We thank you all we're learning and all we are still going to learn and the power to implement that which your word guides us and leads us into. Oh, we are grateful. We are grateful, Lord. Inamat ozavrahate sagina. Shelana kranina saradiato savrata. Engvehena asaivin hegelahate sevrahada. Magino sufrahade glirehate skila zadrana skivre shaladaino. Oh, bless you, Father. Bless you. Thank you for the revelation and the insight that will be brought forth toward, throughout this workshop. We thank you that your faithfulness will show forth. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good evening. I trust that you are all well. And are excited for tonight's installment of the Life Recreation Workshop. On day one, we had some discussions on the lines of understanding our creative essence. And we said that God is a creator. He is the creator. Reading Genesis 1.1, the scripture says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And let's just look at verse 26 together and investigate some... truths that are in here. Tonight I'm, I'm going to try to be as <laughs> lectureful as I can and try and minimize the, the preachiness. Unfortunately, 
that that element I don't really control because it's an ability that comes, it's an anointing that comes. But I'm going to try to the best of my ability to try and lecture uh, tonight's session. Amen. In verse 26, we read that the Bible says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created. So reading Genesis chapter 1, we, we see the predominant attribute of God and that he is continuously and consistently creating. So creation is an expression of God's creativity. So creativity is part of the nature of God. And when he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, what he was effectively saying that this man would be of consequence of being created, by consequence of being created in the image of God, he would be a creator being. So you are a creator being. Maybe not in the same breath, but definitely in the same classification as God because God has equipped you in your creation with the same creative tools, with the same creative assets that he possesses. So the same tools or assets that God utilized in creating the universe is those same tools or assets that are inherent in you that reside within you which are part of who you are I, I, I hope i hope you understand what i mean you don't only possess them but they are part of who you are they form the characteristics of who you are as a human being so you are in the same class with God by virtue of being created by the substance of God. So every human species created by uh, 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 God or every legitimate species that exists on planet earth possesses within themselves the substance of his creator. 
And we, when we begin looking through the scriptures, we will begin to see how compartmentalized these assets, these tools, these substances that formulate the human being, how they work, how they operate, and how you can utilize who you are and what you have to take your life from where it is now. It doesn't matter whether your life currently is in the ashes or in the mud. It doesn't matter where, where you are, what station you are in life. You possess within yourself the power, the ability to shift your life from that level to another desired level. And that would have or have to do with the employment or deployment of those creative assets, understanding what they are and for what purpose they were given you. So when God created the universe, when he created the universe and its hosts and all other created things, he utilized, he deployed these creative tools. In other words, there is a process in creation that God observes that if we as, as his cre created beings or, or creative beings or creator beings could observe, we would begin having and seeing the same results that God saw in Genesis chapter 1. Because the ability God used, we possess. You see, the proof of God's love outside of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the proof of God's love, of God's care for a human being is that he gave him an instrument that he himself possessed and possesses and utilizes in creating and framing life. So man at any point in his life can change the trajectory of his destiny by utilizing the same instruments and tools that God had and he deployed when he created the universe. Even so when he created the human being. I want us to look at first so that we can understand creation as a process. Hallelujah. So that we can understand life as a process of continuous manifestation. Oh, thank you, Lord. First Thessalonians. Chapter 5, verse 23. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely 
and may your entire spirit soul and body be preserved at the coming of our lord jesus christ i want you to notice his address when he makes his prayer he says he's praying that god himself sanctify you and that your whole in other words a human being is not whole without either one of these substances actively present so a human being cannot be categorically uh, 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 you cannot you cannot be categorically labeled as a human being if you do not possess these substances he says spirit soul and body so if you have a spirit and a soul and don't have a body you are not a human being if you have a spirit and a body but you lack a soul you are not a human being because what comprises a human being is the spirit is the soul and the body so the spirit is i mean the human being is made out of these components he is made out of spirit soul and body and these are indivisible they are equally important for the achievement of human objectivity the optimal function success of a human being takes place when these three substances of his makeup are all in harmony and the lack thereof would always constitute failure misery and all these uh, 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 undesired and wanted things so you find somebody depressed they are unable to utilize the faculties of his soul because there's a disharmony in the functioning of his spirit soul and body what begins to happen is that the other part affects the other part because they are all connected if if you know the amazing thing about about this tripartite union is if 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 one area is affected in a positive way the other areas will feel its effects if another area is affected in a negative way the other areas will be affected too because you cannot separate the identity or identification of a human being human classification without these three 
So to the human being, his body is as important as his spirit is. His spirit is equally important, you, you understand that, as his soul is. They all share equality in matters of importance because these substances are substances by which man had been created of these substances are the expression of the technology that exists within man let me come down a bit <laughs> so as you're sitting there right now you are a spirit you are a soul and you are a body all these three dimensions of your existence are relevant and are important. If you underdevelop one and, and by, by neglecting it, you will affect how the others function. That means you have to prioritize equal development. If there is going to be a balanced uh, a, 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 a progression to your life. If your life is going to perpetually manifest the divine will, the divine purpose, the divine plan. So some people live like their bodies are not important. While some live like their souls are not important. While the vast majority of humanity live like the spirit does not exist. And it's amazing how man has been able to tap into his engineering powers by the utilization of the soul's power and the body's ability to construct and materialize what the soul has fashioned. So an understanding in these assets would bring you to the conclusion that you are a creator being. Human beings have the ability to produce or reproduce biological life. Right? They have the ability to produce biological life. And through that process that takes place in the womb, the spirit and the soul and every other necessary system is, is imparted there. It's a technology that takes place through the mating or through in, uh, uh, intermingling of a woman and a man. Now, that is a technology that is inherent in, in humanity. It's a technology that is inherent in creation. If human beings are capable of producing biologically, human beings are capable of producing spiritually, they are capable of producing, hallelujah, solically, mentally. You get what I'm saying? That means the same biological processes that take place in, in, in the creation. I mean, think about, think about when a man and a woman, uh, when a woman conceives a baby. Up until that time, that baby was not there. Up until the moment of conception, that thing was not there. And the baby in the womb goes through a generative process in growth. 
and 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 along the way in that process the spirit leaves heaven and goes through the 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 the, the, the spiritual uh, uh, silver cord and enters into that body that is being fashioned and all that technology is not happening in the spirit that technology is happening in the womb that tells you that there is a spiritual dimension in the womb of a woman because that is where the spirit and the body and the spirit and the physical meet to produce this being called a human being and all that process takes place within flesh so inside flesh there must be a location of the spirit where the spirit finds a portal to enter into the in, in, into that zygote or that embryo or that body that is being formed within a woman that is how life is produced now if you can produce life biologically that means you are capable of causing creative processes or manifestations of things that take place within your thoughts that means you are capable of using the technology of speech to bring into being that which is not physically seen because if your body can create and if 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 in 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 matters in matters of 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 rank your spirit is greater than your body how is it that your body can produce but your spirit can't it is impossible because if anything your spirit should be the one that can create more than your body it has creative abilities more because your spirit is the equivalent of the spirit of god because the bible says job oh lord let me come down job said the spirit of god has created me hallelujah my god this is what he says the spirit of god and jesus said that god is spirit which means that if your spirit if your spirit has been created by the substance of the spirit of God and the spirit of God is a creator that means that your spirit in matters of rank has more creative ability than your body and if your soul is a substance of spiritual makeup that means that everything that goes through your soul has creative ability hallelujah hallelujah so your first job as a human being is in understanding how to deploy the creative tools and assets that God has given you because failure to do so would make you a slave in this world. So that means that in the same way that you can reproduce in 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 biologically you can produce and manifest mentally spiritually Let's look at something in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter um, chapter 4. You are capable, listen to me. You are capable both you you are capable of both destructive 
and constructive potential. Oh my God. Oh oh my God. I, I will repeat that. You are capable of creating, of creating through these creative assets, through these creative tools, constructive, productive potentials of reality or destructive potentials of reality. That means every destructive outcome that becomes an experience. Remember what I told you an experience is, right? Every destructive outcome that becomes an experience and a reality because an experience is a point of reference for reality. It's real to you because you experienced it. You understand that? It's real to you because you experienced it. So experience is a point of reference, is a referral for what you define as reality. So if, if, if you are capable or if what you experience in your life carries with a destructive seed, destructive synergies, that means that there is a working or an operation that is taking place within your spirit dimension, within your soul dimension, that is continuously materializing destructive experiences. So if I asked you now, would you want to continuously be a recipient of bad experiences, negative experiences, obviously you would say no, right? Yet, yet you are operating your mind, you are operating the dimensions and faculties of your spirit to continuously produce that. Your language is formulated in such a way that everything you say is destructive. Because to say I don't want pain is to perpetuate pain. (laughs) To think negatively, to think worry, to think anxiously, it is to perpetuate the experience of what is making you feel anxious. Because feelings are, are, are the voice of your of your of your emotions feelings are the voice of 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 the reality of the thought realm so when you feel scared it means there's a projection of a reality in the thought realm that you have received into you that is giving you that feeling and that feeling is a voice that is talking to you and all of a sudden your body begins to tighten up why is your body tightening up because there's a projection of an experience a thought experience that you are feeling So that means when we break down every single thing in our life as an experience, it all comes down to thought. The the experience of poverty is a thought. Hey, the experience of lack is a thought. The experience. 
experience of pain is a thought. The experience, my God, of, 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 of despondency is a thought because thoughts are the substances from which the reality of the experience is derived or created from. So thought becomes the building blocks of what we are going to experience in life. So when you feel scared, what you are doing is that you are projecting a reality in the spirit that you, you want, you are ordering that experience because the spirit realm is like a restaurant and your thoughts are like are like are like the orders you put for the experience you want to have so when you are afraid what what you are saying to the spirit realm is that i want to experience realities that are consistent with this feeling so you wonder why you always always because you you do not have mastery over your emotions you do not have mastery over your thoughts that your life is a bundle of confusion. Nothing good seems to happen because good is a thought. Are you listening to me? Good experiences are a thought. They begin in the thought realm because the creative law says that for everything to find existence, it must first become a thought. So things become real when they what when they are formulated in the thought realm. So you think poverty, you become poor. As a man thinketh in his heart. It thinketh in his heart. What is he saying? He's saying thinketh in his heart. Thinking is the programming, my God. Heart is the system that gives out the experience. So, you, as you think, you are programming into your heart. The heart is called kardia in the Greek. Kardia is the center of physical life. But, 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 uh, they could the english uh, translators could not really find a proper definition but but scientists later on found it and they found that the heart really is the area called the subconscious it is it is below it it, it is it is it is not it is not so much in the conscious, but under the conscious. It is the dimension between your conscious dimension and your spirit dimension. It facilitates the relationship between the soul. Let me come down. It facilitates the relationship between the soul and the spirit that is kadia that is the subconscious that is the system that regulates the experiences of your life so as you think in your heart as you as you as you program your subconscious your subconscious begins to do what it begins to give you those experiences because the job of the subconscious is to trace in the universe things that are consistent with what you are programming into it and bring it to reality because you are a creator being. You understand that? You are a creator being. You are the one that, that sets the codes. You are the one that, do, that does the coding and the programming in your heart. And that determines what is going to happen in your life. Let's read if, if, uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, please. I said something so powerful and I hope you grabbed it. I said that poverty is a thought. Poverty is a thought. Lack is a thought. It is a thought. It is a thought. Because it is an experience that is created by thought. So the only reason why you are experiencing it is because the reality has been projected by the thought. 
I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I am poor, I don't have. You don't know what you are doing. You are programming your subconscious. You are programming your heart to produce. Remember, it is the ground. Jesus says, Jesus said that the heart of man is a ground. It is the ground. And what happens in the ground is that you plant the seed and what you don't know when or how, but the ground has a technology of bringing to pass the tree from the seed, from extracting the life of the seed and bringing it forth. It is the same way when you think. It is the same way when you talk. What you are doing is that you are planting seeds in your heart and your heart begins utilizing that technology. It doesn't know what is right. It doesn't know what is wrong. Your heart only knows what you put into it. (laughs) Your heart only knows what you put into it. Its job is to produce. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4. I want to show you this. I want to show you this. You have a gold mine in you. I want to show you this. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Guard, guard your heart. Protect your subconscious. There are three states of consciousness. It's there's the conscious, there's the unconscious, and then there's the subconscious. If you don't believe me, do you think when you walk? When you walk, when you take a walk, when you take steps, do you think? Do you think? Yeah? Do you do do, do you think to breathe? That ah, let me breathe now. I, 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 are you aware that you are breathing? You are not aware. Why? Because there's the unconscious system that takes care of that. There are things you do without thinking. Those are things that are taken care of by the unconscious mind. But there are things that need your the application of your consciousness in order for you to achieve them. Now there are things that you teach hakatuna branza you 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 don't you don't teach yourself how to breathe do you you don't teach yourself hallelujah you don't teach yourself how to how to how how to let the heart pump its blood you don't teach yourself these are things that happen unconsciously it's an inbuilt system but there are things in your life that you have learned to do that have become habitual sort of in your life that did, that was not that was not something that you could do before but you had to train yourself by consciously applying the rules and set principles, right? Like when you learned how to drive, you at first you were thinking, every time gear one, gear two, uh, turn, turn, you had to think all those things, right? You had to think all those things until there came a time where you learned, you learned to drive without thinking. That you can, you can move from, from one point into your car thinking about where you are going and not what you are going to do when you get into the car. What had happened is that now, what has happened is that your consciousness has coded or programmed the sub, the sub, to take 
care of this matter while your conscious mind is thinking about something else. So you can drive and do all the things that are difficult for somebody who don't know how to drive and you can do it without thinking anymore while your conscious mind is busy engaging in another thought or in another reality, but you are driving. What is happening is that your subconscious has taken over. That is the system that you program into it. That means you can program your subconscious about wealth mindedness. You can program your subconscious about health. You can program wealth, riches, abundance into your subconscious. You can train your subconscious to, to only manifest wealth, only manifest health, only manifest good things, only manifest prosperity. So that means that you are the one responsible for the experiences in your life, not God, not Satan. So whatever experience you are having now of life is your responsibility and part of your creation. So you had a part in the creation of, of the life you are experiencing now. So he says, protect your heart. He's not talking about this bouncing, pumping thing. No, he's talking about your subconscious. He says, protect your subconscious because your subconscious is the CPU of your mind. I, I, you understand that? Your subconscious is the CPU of the mind, is the central processing unit of your mind. It processes the thoughts and makes it reality. That's what brings experiences. The, the Bible tells us that, that they, they were out in the sea. They were out in the boat. And all of a sudden, Jesus came walking in water. And all of a sudden, the Bible says their hearts failed for fear. And they were gripped with terror. For they thought it was a ghost. If you were there, you would not have seen a ghost. But they saw a ghost. Why did they see a ghost? It was because whatever information was programmed into them about ghosts, all of a sudden, when they saw Jesus walking, the fear had to find an experience that was suitable for how they were feeling. And the experience was the ghost they were seeing. So their mind produced a ghost when there was no ghost, yet it was Jesus. It was Jesus, but they saw a ghost. Why? Their fear interpreted that reality for them. And they experienced a ghost. Because had it been Jesus, had, it, had, had, had they saw him and said it's Jesus, they would not fear. But because of fear, they saw a ghost. So fear can walk on the mind, worry can walk on the mind, stress can walk on the mind in such a way that you begin seeing life in a wrong way. You can begin seeing things that are not there. You can begin seeing sickness in health. You can begin seeing darkness in light. You are in light, but you can begin to see darkness. You, you are in health, but you can begin to see sickness. You, you, you know it, right? When they tell you, did you hear there's COVID? Did you hear there's this sickness? All of a sudden, the fear begins to create sickness that was not there before. <coughs> oh, maybe I got it. Maybe I got it. What is happening is that the CPU, huh, the heart, process the information, the thought, process the emotion, the feeling, the fear. And then he says, oh, the thought and the feeling says the experience is what? The experience is sickness. So I must create 
a reality where they must live in sickness. So the subconscious can't tell you, no, this is wrong. It does not have that capability. It was not designed to do that. It is a central processing unit. Paul, I mean, I, I mean, Peter called it the creative power of your mind. That is the creative center. And, 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 and the scripture says, protect it. In other words, watch what enters your subconscious. You know, some of you, you're so, you're so careless. The same way you are careless about your bodies, you are careless about your heart. Whatever thought that enters, you don't even have the ability to fight it off. Whatever thought that enters your mind, all of a sudden it has hijacked you. Thought of fear, thought of shame, thought, all these thoughts, they come and they, they grip you. All of a sudden, you're thinking everybody's mad at you, everybody hates you, and nobody hates you. Nobody hates you. But because your thoughts and your feelings entered into a deal, now all of a sudden, everybody hates you. Why don't you come to church? Ah, no, ah, ah, no, ah, no, I didn't feel, I felt, I feel. How stupid, how stupid are you? You are a prison. You are a prison in your own house. You are a prison in your own house. And then you lie in bed with, with that pity, with that, you know, that pity. Oh, oh, as if, as if there's somebody that's going to feel pity for you. Feeling pity does not change anything. Hell, feeling pity does not change anything. After that pity party has, has finished, you still need to get up and live life. But what you don't realize that you are doing is that you are setting in motion a pattern and a cycle in, your, in, in life that will begin to haunt you. Because every time things go wrong, you are telling your subconscious you are weak and you can't handle pain. You can't handle challenges. You can't handle what you are facing in life. So all the subconscious is, is programmed to give out. Is I'm, 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 I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm fearful. I'm scared. And then the same person wants a good life for themselves. Yet they are driving themselves into the mud. Yet they say, I want a good life. How do you want a good life when you are continuously programming experiences you don't desire? He says, guard your heart with all diligence. With all diligence. He says, you must become an officer. A protective officer, a bodyguard of your mind, of your, of your mind, of your mind. You, you, you put, you put passwords, you put security uh, measures on your phones, you put security measures on your car, you take security measures on your house, you, you have butlers, you have, but you have no butlers for your mind. 
You have an insurance on everything. You have nothing on your mind. The most important part of who you are. He says, God, that is one part. He says, God, protect your heart. Protect your subconscious. He says, do not allow any viruses to infect that CPU. Because if that CPU is infected, it will be producing, it will be producing anomalies. The good will be mixed in with the bad. Bittersweet. So what is implanted, what is programmed, what is coded inside that heart? I want you to hear the Sanathra Haklekitre. He says, protect your heart with all diligence because out of it, hey, hey, out of the heart, out of the heart, out of your heart spring the issues of life. That translation is wrong. That translation is wrong because you would, you would, you would think that what he's saying is that out of the heart are the problems of life. But that's not what he's saying. The word there is totsao. That's the word there. It's totsao. He's saying that your heart is the source of life. The geographical borders of your outside life, the outgoings of life. So that means that everything out in your life, its origin is from your heart. So that means you can trace a reality that you are living outward in your life from your heart. Because in your heart is where that life is, is where that life comes from, is where that experience comes from. Some of you want to get married, but you can't get married. And you think, why am I not getting married? Why don't I have a partner to marry? The problem, my brother, my sister, is not that guy, is not that guy who wants to marry you. The problem is you. Because your mind is continuously projecting a reality in that you, over a period of time, have implanted. So even when the right person comes, even when the right woman comes, even when the right guy comes, you will reject them. Not because they are not for you, but because your mind, your mind has been programmed. Now, what about those who the woman or the husband is not coming? The reality is still the same. There is a programming. Go trace. Go into your heart. You will find it. Because you only experience outside what is programmed inside. Notice, notice I didn't say what is not programmed because there is no way that there is, there is no programming. The programming is there because the reality is there. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So you are, you are, sometimes your miracles is, is always in front of you, but you are unable to see it because of the programming. You have taught your subconscious not to see the right person. 
I'm, I'm speaking prophetically here. You have taught your subconscious. You have taught your heart. You have programmed your heart not to see the right person. So even when the right person comes, you will never see them. Because, because out of your heart spring forth life. Even when you have taught your you have taught your subconscious not to see opportunities in life, even though when the opportunities present themselves, you will not see them. Because you have programmed that into you out of your heart. He tells you, God, and protect it. Protect it like the most precious thing on earth. Because that is the greatest creative asset that you possess. Your, your, the power of your heart, your mind, my God. That is the thing that makes you. out of your heart in other words if you have never lived in a mansion in your heart you will never live in a mansion outside your body only experiences what your heart creates i will repeat that your body only experiences what your heart creates so you will never experience living in a mansion if you have never lived in a mansion in your heart because the order is spirit, is soul and body. So the body is the last stage of manifestation. The last stage of experience. And that's why faith as a law of the fourth dimension is greater than this three dimensional world. Because faith can change, can change how the three dimension looks. It's spirit, soul and body. And, and your soul, your spirit utilizes, your subconscious utilizes the laws that exist in that fourth dimension and fifth dimension and higher dimensions. So you will never be in your body, in the physical, where you have not been in your heart. Because your heart determines your geographical borders. The limitations of your life are predetermined by the heart. So every time you think, be careful. Every time you think you are programming. Every time you think, yes, every time you think you are implanting seeds. Every time you think you, you, you are fostering realities. They say that the potentials of the mind can only be unlocked through physical exercise. That physical exercise unlocks the potentials of the mind. <laughs> For out of it are the issues of life. Out of your heart is the source of life.
Halleluja. Halleluja. The, the, the boundaries of life. That means from your heart, you, you can create the experience that your body will experience. The, the reality that your body will experience. So you have a part to play in how your life plays out. If, if you have, if, if you are a farmer and you had a large piece of land and you decided not to cultivate that land, you decided not to take care of that land, to treat that land, do you know that things will grow there? But the things that will grow there are unwanted things. Weeds will begin growing there. How do the weeds know that an uncultivated land is where we must be. How, how do they find expression there? Because there's no vacuum in the universe. Something will fill the space in your mind. If you don't decide the thoughts you want to think, the forces that have other interests will decide for you what thoughts to th think and bring forth a reality that is undesired. Because there is no vacuum. If you are not in control of your thoughts, you don't go into hibernation mode. You don't go into sleep mode. Something else will take over. I can't see him. I can't see him. Change the way you think. And you will change your life. Are you hearing me? Change the way you think. If you don't know how to think, begin employing materials that can teach you how to think. Begin reading. Begin viewing things that have consistency and relation or correlation to what you want in life. Begin exposing your mind, yourself, to environments that, that, that are an ideal picture of what you want to leave. And hold on. And hold on to that picture. Don't let it go. Hold on to those words and thoughts and images. Because if you let them go, letting go of those thoughts is letting go of the life of your dreams. I hope you're listening to me, my brother, my sister. Letting go of those thoughts, allowing yourself to let go of those thoughts is letting go of your life. Is forfeiture in the life of your dreams. God is not responsible. I want you to hear me and I want you to hear me very clearly. God is not responsible for how you experience life. You are. 
you are. You create the reality of the experiences you will leave by the constant thoughts, bombardment of thoughts, imaginations, ideas that exist and are continuously pushed and perpetuated and programmed into your subconscious, into your heart. And your heart has no choice but to pump them up. And here's your problem. You've been inputting and programming junk into your mind, programming junk into your heart, programming negativity, death, programming poverty for so many years. And then you expect in two days to be a turnaround. You expect a miracle in two days. It don't work that way. It don't work the same, the same work you put in, in installing that junk in that software is the same amount of effort you must put in. That means there are times where you need to tell your mind what to think. No, don't think this way. Because all those thoughts will be pushed up. Will be put, all that junk will be pushed up into your subconscious mind to think about. And there are times you need to say, no, I don't want to. No, 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 I don't want to. And when you must push yourself, drive yourself until your mind, we'll talk about mindset in the future, until your mindset changes. Because your mindset is how your mind is set. You can only think that way after it is set. And do you know who does the setting? You do the settings. It's like when you set your TV to look this in a certain way. The settings are your responsibility. And once you save those settings, that is the picture you are going to see. So that means you can set. The, you can set a possibility mindset. You can set, you, you, there are settings for wealth. There are settings for abundance. There are settings for prosperity that you must input in the mind in order for your mind and subconscious to be continuously showing forth and showing you pictures and reality and experiences of that which is set. Out of your heart are the issues of life you are a creator being and God has given you creative instruments creative assets to deploy for the manifestation of the life you desire of the life you desire I'm going to read you one last scripture for the night and then we're going to call it a night. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, Isaiah. Isaiah. Twenty-six. Isaiah twenty-six. I want to show you where, 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 where prosperity leaves. It leaves in the mind. It leaves in the mind. <sighs> prosperity leaves in the mind. Prosperity leaves in the mind. It is more of a mindset than it is an outward thing. And I want to show you through the scriptures. 
verse number three, Isaiah 26. You will keep him. You will stay him, keep him in perfect peace. The Hebrew word there is shalom, shalom. It is prosperity, prosperity. He says, you will keep him in prosperity, prosperity. Look at who? Whose mind, whose mind, whose not spirit, not spirit. Prosperity is manufactured in the mind. You will keep him in perfect peace, in prosperity, prosperity. Whose mind is stayed on you. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixated on you. Whose mind? The, the Hebrew word there for mind is Yezah or Yezah. The seat of conception. Yetzah, my anoskina klarana, is in the mind what the womb of the woman is to the baby. It is the seat of conception. Yetzah is, is what, what the Hebrews call imagination faculties. The area of vision. The third eye. He says, you will keep him, Athana Kronska, you will keep him, you will keep him, you will keep him in perfect peace, in prosperity, prosperity, whose yetzah, whose frame, whose imagination, whose imagination is stayed on you. In other words, he's saying, if you travel through the mind to the dimension of God, and stay and, and, and fixate your imagination on him. He says something will begin to happen. A substance called peace, peace. Shalom, shalom will be released or secreted. Kanaska. It will be secreted in your mind. And therefore the outcomes thereof will be prosperity. So he says if you want peace. He says fix your yetzah. Set your yetzah on the Lord. Imagine, if, if, if the Lord is the object of your imagination, is the object of your frame, he says, it's like, it's like a camera, right? In a camera, the lens, you've got to be in frame, right? You've got to be in frame. He says, if the Lord is in the frame of your yetzah, he says, you, you will be secreting peace. You will be secreting prosperity. So sometimes, he's, you know what he's telling you? He's telling you how to concentrate. He says, if you don't concentrate, if God is not on your frame, in the fr I mean with the camera, you can see there whether you're in frame or not, right? When you take a, when you take a camera, uh, 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 hallelujah, when you take a, a, a photo of your camera, you can see what's in frame there. So he says, if, if the Lord is not in you, if the Lord is in your frame, the frame of your yetzah, because your yetzah is a lens. 
that captures reality. So he says you can travel through the thought realms until you find the Lord in frame. And once you find the Lord in frame, he says lock in. He says if you lock in long enough, now this does not have to be the Lord. The Lord is the highest objective of our, the framing of our Yetzirah. But it doesn't have to be the Lord. That means there's a production that takes place when our concentration of Yetzirah is framed on something. That means you can frame your mind, hallelujah, my God, on, on an opportunity. And then what will begin to happen is that shalom, shalom, prosperity of that opportunity will begin to show forth. That means you can sit there on your chair lie down on your floor or on your bed and begin to look for frames to capture and begin to look my god for images to capture in the spirit to create the ah oh, you're not hearing me you're not hearing me you're not hearing me you 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 your mind is a lens that captures the realities of the spirit that exists that can become your experience there is everything in the spirit realm listen to me there is everything in the spirit realm genesis 1 1 verse 1 and Genesis chapter 1 uh, it proved that to us it proved when God said let there be ah glory to God the beasts of the sea the birds of the air he said let there be and they came in abundance what was happening is that God in his mind um, captured realities that he wanted to see and he brought them to the earth are you listening to me that means you can as a creator being begin to scour and survey the dimension of reality the dimension the reality of health exists then the reality of abundance of wealth the reality my god of super success the reality my god of peace the reality of a family the reality of marriage the reality of a wife and a husband are you listening to me and you can begin to capture it and how do you capture it you capture it by once seeing it putting it in your frame and staying on it frames of reality that's what we talk about when we talk about frames of reality. These are these are captures, and you, you already possess them. They are frames of reality you carry with you every single day. That's why your life is in a certain way because of those frames of reality. But you can be, begin to alter and change the kind of frames that are in your album. That are in your album. Are you listening to me? Because it is those frames that are created in that album that your subconscious uses as materials to bring forth a reality and an experience of life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And by faith we understand that the worlds were framed. 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 The worlds were framed by the word of God. So 
so that the things which are visible were made by things that are invincible and the things that are invincible are the thoughts they are the thoughts there are things in the mind dimensions there are things in the thought realms the bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal they are not carnal but they are mighty through god for the pulling down of strongholds my god hallelujah 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 for the refuting of every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god so that when we have fulfilled our obedience we may bring every thought to the subjectivity of christ himself that means even thoughts can bow ah Keep telling your child is stupid. Keep telling tell them what they're still young. Keep telling them they won't make it. Keep telling them that they are lazy. You are producing because they are not responsible at that point in time for what becomes of them. The responsibility is on you to seed into them and you seed junk and when they become junk you get amazed. Whereas you forgot that there was a period of time where you were implanting and programming and the subconscious was receiving those receptacles and signals and he says oh we stupid let's let's act stupid oh we bad let's act bad oh we poor let's experience poverty oh we are suffering let experience suffering whereas you can begin to switch right there in that slum right there in that poverty Right there in that lack, in that sickness, you can begin to see healing. You can begin to see prosperity. There is no law stopping you from that. There is no devil that can stop you from framing. There is no devil in hell. that can. The only ones that can stop you are the ones that you allow. The ones of depression and stress and fear and anxiety. But when you kick those things out of the way, there's nothing standing in the way of you framing the reality of the experience of the life you want to live this is a life recreation workshop if you want to recreate the plane of your life go to the recreative center and begin setting forth new systems new updates Hallelujah, new inputs of words and thoughts and imaginations for out of your heart are the issues of life. The problem is that we want to start in the flesh and not in the what? At the source. The source is the heart. That's where we begin creating our lives. It's not by looking for a new job. No, no, no. It's it's by it's by it's by it's by inputting certain objectives, certain programming, certain words, certain pictures, certain imaginations into the heart that can take you into that realm. Because you don't have until you become. You must become what you want to have before you'll have it. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you're blessed. Good night.